0: to the drawing room experts this is me zabe and with me i have zan uh with yet another music episode um and today we're talking we're talking you too zan how's it going
1: good I, nothing like talking about uh music an hour away from you know breaking your fast but we're <laughs> here
0: guess it, this is day three right
1: this is day two day two
0: आ, चा, 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 ला, oh yeah, that's
1: what I heard. Okay, Good, I mean, I think, finally, uh, it'll take a couple of days to get into the groove of it, but not bad.
0: Ah, yeah, same. uh will like day three, I think. By the end of this week, it will probably be uh, a much more of a routine thing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm like three hours away. So I'm kind of envying you right now. Because I'm like... Yeah, I'm like under an hour away, almost uh, there. So, time. so anyway, um, so for this episode, you know, uh, uh, maybe give, let me give you a little bit of a background as to why yep. I'm doing this. Um, so as you know, I... I I love the band U2 and, and, you know, I've I've done an episode on it. Uh, I'm sure my friends and my my office colleagues couldn't really uh, be tired enough uh, to hear the fact that I am a U2 fan. Everyone who knows me, and, and we had and a whole
1: nerd fest with, with you two on this podcast. Oh yeah, we have, and that
0: was nothing. That was just the the tip of the iceberg. We we're just sca- yeah. uh, scraping the we were just surface in that. Music, yeah. yeah, that was like a almost a two hour podcast. Um, for those of you who haven't checked it out, it's um, it's out right now. It isn't on 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 video like this one, um, but it is definitely uh, for all YouTube fans. It's a good good overview of the band and their are their not albums.
1: even a, deep dive. a not cool, even
0: deep dive yeah it's a very overview skimming through the bands uh their, their albums and and what what we thought about them and what our feelings were uh you know uh, especially our history about the band so uh recently as you know zan you know you two have been doing a lot of uh, virtual concerts uh on youtube uh, which is something I really enjoy. Uh, at least they're in, like keeping the fans engaged, uh, along with you know the usual. Every year they come up with like re- uh, remastered albums and whatnot. Yeah. I think with the pandemic and all, it was it was imperative, and it was really uh, enjoyable that they would bring up their old shows and broadcast them
1: for me because it's like okay, they still have a pulse, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. their
1: last concert on a very cryptic note? You know, we'll be going away for. A little while or a long time,
0: which which they wish to be honest they they always do that they always kind of like pull the plug on yeah but I think that, the
1: fan base was freaking out more this time for some reason because I mean they're they're sort of uh, later on in their career right
0: but did you uh, did you catch some of their recent interviews by the way
1: no I did not
0: um, no I maybe a few, few months ago I remember I remember Shahat share together I remember the one that where that that Bono said I that review, he I,
1: okay i must have missed that one because the last interview i i was uh i accessed was the edges interview on all that you can leave behind the uh, anniversary version
0: oh right right which which someone, he did uh, with with uh with uh, joe right from bbc
1: yes yeah. yeah, so i i wore that on their page that was the last one
0: I was khair, this was jojo magic that was that was not like, you know, an official, official interview, but I'm sure it, it was a, an official somewhere interview where, you know, Bono mentioned about the next, like he was talking about the next album. And um he said that they, he said that he could go either way. It could be like a, a kick-ass FU rock album, which, mm-hmm. which they are also thinking about, or it could be a third album. A series of like I think songs of ascent. Yeah. Uh, if of what ascent. they're
1: dis- which is yeah, surprisingly the initial idea for this because that was the earliest
0: song in this series. Oh, so- did you listen to that by the way? You, you know that song, right? Yeah, I think well, so three hundred and sixty in the three
1: hundred and sixty. Yes, three hundred and sixty songs of ascent. Just before Breed started,
0: I ah, that. exactly.
1: That was I think the genesis of the whole concept, and which would be ironic that if they release that at the end, will bring that full circle. But I'm almost kind of torn. I want to see like a completely detached kick-ass, I don't give a shit kind of album as well.
0: Which I, to be honest, the uh, so Songs of Experience was a, a, a reflection of that. It wasn't It wasn't an album where I would think they were overly conscious about what kind of music they're making. It was more about what they were Songs thinking.
1: Songs of Innocence, I think they were very conscious as a band.
0: Yes, Songs of Innocence. They And I think maybe the thesis of that album required them to be conscious because it was a reflection of their own past. Uh, you know when they went to California first, or when they listened to the Ramones first, or um, uh, you know different experiences from that album. Yeah. I think, but but they I, but I do agree they went a little overboard in thinking how to make sure that they're relevant. Songs of Experience was like a giant middle finger to that thought because I th- I think not just as an album but also as a live act uh, for for that album during that tour, the they accompaniment was epic exactly and then also they they made a conscious decision to not to play any of their hits like huge hits from the Joshua Tree which is not normal for a band to do uh, Mechfisto as well exactly and then the whole tour was like without your streets of no name without your bullet in the blue sky I
1: mean I think they exhausted it on the Joshua Tree tour like they did okay we'll just play it out get it out of the way Right.
0: Exactly, and then also uh, it gives gives me an indication that they they weren't relying on their hits on their live tour. They were like, you know what, this is our album. We really 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 believe in it. Okay, I don't remember the last time. I think last time maybe Vertigo tour they really pushed their album.
1: Because 360- yeah, you're you're right because on Jack uh, at the hand three sixty. On, the, on 360, they abandoned some of their songs in the second leg. They abandoned Breathe, which I th- think is the second best song.
0: They, ab- they abandoned Moment of Surrender, yaar. Yeah. I mean... The the song that made Metallica cry, man.
1: Like, seriously. The like, Moment it, of it,
0: Surrender. I have recently. I went back to it, by the way. It is, it and, is
1: a top 10 all-time song.
0: All-time me. song. Like, it's probably one of their best songs this century they've written. And it's,
1: unfortunately, I mean, we, we already got to it because but that's on my list.
0: Ha, chalo khair, we will, we'll discuss so that. But, had but, had but had the, had the point it. was, the point was they, stopped, they did, they were very
1: conscious. They stopped believing in, uh, what, what was the name of the album? The, the no oh, line oh, on the horizon,
0: oh, no, no line on the horizon. Exactly. They
1: stopped <laughs> believing in a lot of the songs, like, uh, unknown father, they stopped playing, uh, even magnificent. Like,
0: magnificent was a freaking good song. It was a good yeah, song. If, if they, 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 they got very conscious, they got very conscious. I think,
1: and then when they loaded all that, that album in, uh, you know, the Apple iTunes debacle, as it turns out, it was, I mean, they got even more conscious. So I want, I mean, I almost want them to, want them to completely stop caring about, you know, what people think of their music.
0: And Which I think oh, songs oh, of oh, experience yeah. was a, a songs yeah. of experience was a direction in that, that pa- yeah. uh, step in that direction. So anyway, uh, the point was, okay, I, you know, we've been wrestling, uh, Or watching their shows again. They they released their live shows um as I think for a few days on YouTube until it went away. And they were remastered versions of their famous uh shows. So I think they started out with the Red Rocks one, then they went into the pop one, uh 97. Um I think Chota Show, but I'm missing out one show in between. Uh which show was it? Uh, the the fourth one was the songs of innocence, which recently came out. I think that was uh, uh, the Elevation Tour I think in between came Yep. Right. So uh, elevation. tour say, yeah, Elevation
1: Tour,
0: indoor. Yeah. Uh... Indoor one. So, uh, so, so I've been listening to that, and then you know that made me go back to some of the older songs that I haven't, you know, hadn't listened to in a while. So, what I thought about was doing is is doing a, an episode on the songs of the band, which which really spoke to me personally from whatever like personal point of view, way maybe personal uh, circumstances or personal uh, experiences, and and I immediately messaged Zan, "Kya tum bhi apna lekar Because Zan is probably the only YouTube fan that I know who has listened to the band as deeply as I have, so it'll be it'll be interesting. So um, as a side
1: uh, note, as a side note, I saw the pop art performance of Mofo, again uh-huh. after a very long time, and I have to say that is a Mount Rushmore live performance. Top four.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Outstanding because and also
1: unfortunate in the sense that they completely butchered that in the album production wise. Production wise, album was terrible.
0: I think even I mean, even uh, even Gone. I think they play really well live as opposed yeah, to what it know, was in the, el- and mean, please, the album. And please, please. Um, the, and please is help the biggest one but it's it, the you know, biggest one yeah and i mean obviously they had booked the tour
1: that's why they completely botched the production but it, that is a that is you know a missed chance
0: because oh. it would have
1: been a phenomenal album if produced right
0: if they if they go back to that album again and maybe play it live now i would be very interested to see how do they how do they play those songs live now how do they play a mofo live how do they play um uh last uh, can I mean, last, yeah, night, on last night on Earth yes. please I think please it's is still a very u2 song they can probably still go back to it but I think musco bought uh bought bought the arrangements for update but but Disco-tech as well uh, but yeah. disco take how can I forget that so so uh, again the purpose of this is again yeah a point in time I think reflection hogi it it may change maybe a year down the line if i go back and say okay what songs speak to me now maybe there might be different songs but i think uh, it's important i think some of these songs will probably remain because of the themes that they reflect so uh, how do you want to do this and do you want to do like one by one or do you want to cover yours first or mine first how do you want to do this we, we
1: can quickly do one
0: by one you know okay that's okay the, so the, how the, many songs do you have by the way you want to do top five or what do you want to do? I'll,
1: I'll do five and two
0: more if you need. <laughs> <laughs> Same exactly exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was an office reference by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. so yeah, you start. You, you you go with your first one.
1: So this might be an easy one uh, for me because this has this has started to speak to me more more recently than before. I always love this song. Oh, God. I guess I'm.
0: And something by the way, achat, before you go there, before you, yeah. when you say, speak to me, what do you, what do you me, read exactly into subjective, that? Uh, subjective uh-huh.
1: interpretation, right? But when I say speaks to me, it, it can mean many things. Like speak to me about something that has happened with my personal life. And it's, that song is almost like a prescription,
0: right?
1: Uh-huh. And that song, you know, sort of helps me get through it or enhances it. If something, something happy, right? Right. Or it reminds me of a time in my life because U2 songs, especially I think more than any band, I've listened to a lot of bands and you so have you, but they're more close to being time capsules than any other band, right? Oh yeah,
0: oh
1: yeah. Capture a moment in time. Like when I listen, think about, so for example, Zoo Station, it reminds me of a time in my life. Right. Or when I think about uh, the How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb again, it reminds me of a different time of my life. So I think a song that sort of affixes itself at a point in time of your life, again, speaks for me. So that's right. that's another...
0: Interpretation of it. Okay, I think. Okay. Okay. You can go.
1: Okay, so I'll start with uh, Origin of the Species. It's a great song. I, I was fourth or fifth single of How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, and I think might be uh, after maybe sometimes you can make it might be the strongest, most lasting song on that album. I think.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And the reason why it speaks to me is obviously the song is about fatherhood right generally speaking it's about fatherhood or being a parent and it speaks to me because i recently as you know became a parent right and it is it shows i mean it shows a very vulnerable side of parenthood you know right and it's just the parent saying yeah i'll do i'll give you everything you want except what you want which i disapprove of which is not good for you right it's it's Mm. it shows a parent at a very vulnerable phase of their life
0: oh yeah that and is beautiful,
1: and th- that th- th- that sort of speaks to me. And I think it will even more to you because you have a daughter who's actually growing up and ha- developing more of a, uh, I-, I think, more
0: of of more of a needs and wants power. structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Some, someone who has more agency as opposed to a you know a baby, right? So your daughter is probably going to develop into a more self-sufficient person earlier than you know my son.
0: Right. So, right.
1: So, I mean, it speaks to me because it is showing a parent at a very vulnerable stage or in a frame of mind. Or
0: state. That's huh? that's, a, that's that's very interesting. That is very interesting. Um, it, uh, that is a very good song. And for anyone who's wondering, we actually covered that song as part of that YouTube uh, podcast yes. that we did. Did we actually and I'm... ever release it? Oh, yeah, it is. It is on the episode. It's at the end of the episode.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um, but we should definitely do like a video version of that cover. I think yeah. that that is something that we owe. I think you
1: nailed that cover because...
0: I thought that was a good cover, man. Yeah. I thought that was a really good cover. Especially like we were just using the, this... I was using this mic and you were doing whatever you were mm. doing in your laptop. Yeah. So it's a very yeah. basic production, but I think the sound was yeah, pretty good.
1: Completely no frills production, but I think
0: it came together. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And the end product was quite good.
0: Uh-huh, absolutely. I was I was okay. really proud of it. No, what's your first? Okay. My first is also a little personal. And this one I told you about uh, uh quite recently, I think last year. Um, and this is a surprise. This is a surprise. So my song okay. is Zuropa. And um, Europa, okay, and the reason why, and Zuropa is not a song that you know, uh you can probably think, yeah, q- q- deep meaning, like you said, parenthood or stuff that. It's, but what what happened
1: critique on like consumerism?
0: Consumer, huh, Exactly. Yeah. But what what happened recently? Uh, um, someone who may not know, and you you of course, and you know, uh, last year uh, um, I was in a, a, a junction of my life when I was moving from one job to the other, and it was a very uncertain period. It was a very uncertain period as to like okay, what what am I going to do next? So there's a portion in the song which I remember to this day still. I was uh, parked outside of a Costco. Uh, My wife had gone in to pick up the stuff. Like she was doing the shopping and I was in the car and I was parked outside and this song came up on my my car and I was listening to it just normally as I do. There was a portion out there when the song picks up and I have no compass. So just start with that. That portion, when I started listening to it and I started like those lyrics started to register to me at that very moment, I still remember Goosebumps. And I was like, "This is unbelievable! How accurately it is describing to be the state of mind I am right now." And a song which, you know, is 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 not is not. I wouldn't have expected that song to be uh, to give um, me that feeling. It would some, have been some like
1: lines in that refrain, like uncertainty can be your guiding light. Oh, absolutely!
0: Like the whole thing was, uh, yeah. and I have no compass, yeah. and I have no map, and I don't know. Okay, uh, and I don't know the limits, the limits of what I've got, right? Yeah. Uh, wo sab hai, like, toh, uh, uh, and I have no religion, I have no, uh, uh, and I have, uh, and I, know I don't know I what's what, uh, I, I, and, I, I, and I don't know what's what, and I don't know the limits and limits of what we got. So, what we got. Uh, exactly. Wo, and it's going to be all right. Ha, and don't That's worry, baby, it's going to be all right. Uh, uncertainty, uncertainty could be a guiding right. light. Oh, that's, I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, this is amazing. This was something that I'm, I probably was meant to, and I remember when the song was I was Main immediately messaged, so I remember, say, Zain, I, I just listened to this, and this song has an absolute new meaning to me. And I could imagine, remember, uh, the Boston wala show, jo ta, Elevation Tour, mein, where Bono, before he plays, in a little while, he talks about how the song was like about uh, a breakup and moving on from a girlfriend, which turned into a gospel song because Joey Ramon heard was, was he heard. it was the last song that he heard. And then when I listened to that song from that prism, when he was describing it, I was like, fuck, this is, this is a song about losing your life or something. Like it's a, such a gospel-esque, you know, feel to it. So uh, it, I knew when I was like, okay, this is how, Maybe Bono would have felt when he wrote a song completely different about something else. And then when it positioned itself in someone else's life, then it became, or Zuropa, as you know, in in the Songs of Innocence, Kator Kender, I recently joined, it was a snippet in that. And Wo Usne snippet, Bono used that snippet to describe uh, um, the struggles of uh, immigration and refugee. Which also in that context it also makes sense, right? Okay, and I have no compass and I have no map and at Wojo Bacha like yeah, the, yeah, the kid that died yeah, on yeah, the on exactly. the beach. On so the, wo the, uh, reference yeah. right? So it was just, you know, un, unbelievable. So okay, what's your next song? Okay, so
1: Mira is the next song here. It's kind of sort of out of left of like it's out of the left field. It is from Zuropa again, but it's some days are better than others. Whoa. Yeah, that's a, okay. That's a song that I've been I I listen to more often than any other song on that album. Weirdly enough, it's not really, it's a good
0: song. It's a good song, yes. Yeah.
1: But I listen to the song the most. It's, my favorite song on that album is probably "Stay" or or Zerupal itself. But th- that's the song I listen to the most. And there's no deep meaning or they don't no deep resonance with me. It's not, uh-huh. not like yeah, it hits like the chord. Uh-huh. The reason why it sort of jives with me or some uh, sort of resonates with me is because it's the most mundane song that he probably has written, right? Right. You know, some days are sloppy, some days are sloppy, uh, or whatever. Right. But if you piece it all together, it's, in a way, it's like Seinfeld. It's a song about nothing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, when it all comes together, it shows you, you know, you can make art out of the most mundane things, you know? And at the end of the day, there's a hope, there's hope behind it too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, you know, someday you look for Jesus and, and his mother. Some days are better than others. It, it,
0: right, right. It's, it's
1: a song about, you know, just keep moving or turn over a new leaf it's it can be interpreted as a song you know you had a probably had a shitty day but you can turn over a new leaf so it's a motivational song in that way i don't think it was intended to be but
0: does was, that take you back to a specific time time uh, zone in your life it takes
1: me back uh well the right that after, takes me back
0: to Johar, by the way
1: so the the time i started listening to the song a lot was when i was working do like two jobs, and one of my jobs was actually working in a supermarket, and I was working in the meat section there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on there that I wouldn't want to live through. Mm-hmm. But on my breaks, I used to listen. I, I was heavily into Zurufa at that time. I mean, I guess we we still are, but I right. used to listen to this song a lot during my breaks for some reason. And it's not because of some, you know, big reason or that, yeah, I need to get my, get through this day. I'm just uh, make or make or make or make or. No, the, it just sort of.
0: It became kind it, of a, a yeah, ritual became, for you.
1: Yeah, it became a, a very ritualistic. Yes. I mean, like if you look at Acton Baby, that's sort of emblematic of what was going on in 1990, 1991. Right. It sort of became, becomes a time capsule from that era. For me, Zurupa is a time capsule from like a few years ago when I was working two jobs and I was sort of barely getting through. So it... It's a reminder, but it's also you know a way to remind me that you know you got through it. Mm-hmm. You can easily turn over a new can... So I think it's that song. Resonates in it resonates with me. Still does. I still listen to it a lot. And um, and there's this weirdness about it, like that solo, that that sort of buzzsaw kind of solo in the middle. Uh.
0: It's
1: it's so like odd. Like, the song Zurupa as a as an album is so odd, but it's beautifully odd. Like. It's but
0: just... you know what's odd about this this remember the U2 episode I keep going back to. Mm. That was one of the solos I played for you for you to guess, and you couldn't guess it.
1: No, I did. I think I did guess it. Did you? I, I. We have to
0: go back to the tape. I. I. I guess that song. I guess that solo. <laughs> because I thought that would stump you. Because it was such a. There's no solo in that album, but that's kind of like the closest you can get to a solo.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But it's just so weird and bizarre in some so many aspects. Like if you look at that or. The monot mon- monotone like, you know, sort of a monotonous rap in uh, in numb no or right a complete complete false and like you know, lemon you know. huh it's such a weird album it's such a bizarre album I mean it shouldn't work but it does and that's right what I love
0: about it. and you know why it does work which will uh good uh, will be a good segue into my next song mm-hmm. I think the album works because of songs like stay um and that's my next song and that's there's no an particular point. reason an there's an no particular Exactly, and that that there's no particular reason for me to you know be attached to the song. The only reason why I'm attached to the song is I remember my A levels' when was and uh, I used to have that silver MP3 player. I don't know if you remember then. So uh, I remember walking out of our A levels. Um, a exactly. Just, just
1: to give you a small story on that, I listening I thought there was a first... 200
0: Exactly. My, my first, exactly. I history. thought there was a song was 200 station Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Bhi lagta tha ki 200 But I remember listening, coming out of our school, where we went for our levels and uh it was uh, at night and it was the at the end of the farewell the whole thing now so it's ek emotional period hota hai, you're saying goodbyes to your friends and you don't know if you're going to meet them next or where, where their lives are going to take them and, and where your life is going to take you and i remember walking out and i think my, I, if if i remember correctly i think i was probably traveling by bus or a rickshaw yeah maybe i don't quite remember um, but I remember listening to that song and then forever that song became attached to that feeling when I was leaving, you know, my A-levels. So, uh, every time I go back to that song, it just takes me there. Although it's a beautiful song and um, it, the whole, you know, which is why I think Zurupa as an album kind of has, it It, it acts as a weight, you know. It's like a Zorupa as an album is like a balloon and songs like... Uh, stay in that album acts yeah, as, as a way that point keeps point you grounded right? it yep. basically keeps them uh what's that, what's it called uh, anchored uh yep. and keeps that you identity i think this song is kind of like that identity so second song with me uh, for me would be stay what about yours okay. number three
1: okay so my number three song and i don't know which one i should go with first but look, i've already talked about moment of Sander. that's one of the songs i have right okay and it's not because of the subject matter in the song, it's because of the feeling associated with it. Because yeah. I remember that when the album came, very soon after I left Canada, came out in 2009, and I left for Canada in January 2010. Yeah. And I remember that when I came here, when I was working in the restaurant in that time, I became so two friends there. And another person who lived in the building, lived in the same building. And, and uh, as it happened, he actually had a guitar. So I borrowed the guitar a few days. I a So I मैंने it out and it. Basically, it lived like a nala. So, <laughs> you know, and the first song I tried playing was that song, it's solo part. I remember that. And uh, it's, it's like a, you know, when it's like a short glass almost. Uh-huh. so i used uh-huh. that short glass kind of thing to play this to play the slight huh? on that guitar because that piano interlude leading into the solo is one of my favorite musical moments ever it's just it's the beautiful on, in that is just amazing right it's amazing so it, it's that moment at that time is forever going to be associated with that song, which is why it talks to me even to, to this day. I remember that it was like that uh, Gibson Explorer shape type of guitar. <laughs> uh-huh. I had no place on that song because you're not going to play that song with
0: that guitar. With that
1: type of guitar. Huh? Yeah. But and that guy used to be into like Kiss and stuff. Anyway. Uh-huh. So that, again, that guitar was completely out of place. Or, of course, that strap was too. But I remember playing it and enjoying it, so that's my song. And you know, it's an art story behind why.
0: My, uh, it's also on my list. Uh, uh, this song and and just going back to that album. You remember when that album came out? It was pitch dark in Johar, light gave And I the had recently downloaded. I
1: think it a, I we heard it the first time. Together, time. huh? Yes, exactly.
0: The time. I think yes. when it when it right. released, uske panch minute what do Bootlegs There's no, no amount of I can do to, to erase that, yeah. that. we did. So, in bootleg we I downloaded that album and I remember listening to it together. We were listening to it together. Yeah. Yeah. करके, करके, uh, Moment of Surrender ki beauty, studio version, not... most songs I love the live version more than the studio version. Not because the studio versions are bad. It's just the live versions are so much more better. YouTube
1: is so, naturally a live
0: band. Live band, right? So Moment of Surrender is one of, those ba- uh, one of those songs. I can listen to both versions. I can be equally attached to the song and feel, you know, really uh, behind it, if, even if it was a studio version. But one thing I really enjoyed and that caught my attention was the live version where Bono adds that rap into the end. Yes. And I remember, I was like, what the hell Yeah, this? What is this rap? And I remember You're looking through like it. uh uh the God is a place where, sorry, hell is a place where you don't need any help. Your face, your yeah. place, uh, the you put your faith in the clown, don't leave me now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and,
1: and
0: it just fits so well into that song. And it was not part of the, uh, the, the the Surya track. I went, I remember researching, I remember researching what rap at the end of Moment of Surrendered Life, something like that. And I found it. And I remember reading it. And and it was just so beautiful. It was such a beautiful poetry. Uh, it was semi religious, semi cultural. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I was
1: saying it uh, almost sounds like he improvised the end.
0: Huh, it does it, does it does it does sounds like an improvise but that that uh, the reason why i connected to that song was that rap and then also the l- lyrics obviously are just amazing and beautiful acha what's your next
1: Yeah, it's baad i have to take my after break I'm ready, <laughs> ah, the fourth song i am on the fourth uh-huh. song so the fourth song is it might seem uh, a bit safe but it's it's the original studio version of Bullet the Blue Sky. Okay, and I'll tell you why is the original version. Like number one, I mean obviously uh, the lyrics are fiery. They are political. Uh, they are racial. Very so. brutal, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the imagery, obviously, that he creates you know a man breathing through a nah. through the walls and get the city. But it's the guitar playing, and it's not. Flashy guitar playing. It's, I mean, for me it defined because at that time I remember when I was trying to like learn that guitar with the the most ridiculous action that you had on your forehead Oh playing. yeah, I It was, I don't it, was, it,
0: was like a, it was like a finger killer. It was it was a guitar for like uh,
1: inmates. <laughs> <laughs> you can slide like a phone through in right? Yeah, you can slide a phone through. Yeah. was, was the, name, guitar, And when I listened to that song, the song is. A heavy song, but it's not a fleshy song. I don't know how else to describe it because huh. Usme, the guitar player, the, uh, the Edge, what he's trying to do is describe the lyrics through his, through his, his amp playing or through his guitar, right? You know, huh. uh, like Albona said, I you know, pulled Al Salvador through the amplifier for the huh. which is a famous saying you know, around that time. But the little filler part. Or, like I said, when he says, you know, through the walls, you hear the city moon, and then he huh. does that. With the moan down. sound, yeah. Yes. All that, that, that just really opened up, you know, a completely new way of playing guitar, which I still think no one else does except for the edge, the, the fillers, the little adding, little emotion or meaning or little nuance in that song. I don't think anyone does it like that, uh-huh. like him, even to this day. So that's why the that song speaks to me because it is just a very unique. And a new way of interpreting lyrics through your guitar, because usually the interpretation is that you know you you follow a structure, or you have some lines, and then you have the outro and whatnot. That song was more about how to define or how to describe the lyrics through your through guitar playing, which no song usually does. That's why it's like it's right up there.
0: Absolutely. And uh, uh, it was part of my list, but uh, to close the, the episode off, I know you have to take off for your iftar break. Um, I'll choose another one, but this is the, the theme is the same. that speaking uh, about the song through your guitar using the same emotions. And that for me has to be hands down Cedarwood Road. Cedar that road. Cedarwood Road, I mean, recently I Instagram Instagram Pippie Story. Again, one of the songs I went back to, and I saw those live performances. And it just... It is... I mean, there's no one that can, in, in the world that can convince me that The Edge doesn't know what he's doing. That The Edge is not one of the best guitar players of our times, of any time. That song is exhibit A for me. Uh, in in addition to Bullet, obviously. Yeah. And he the didn't write that
1: main riff, weirdly enough.
0: Huh, exactly. Ting, 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 would you have, oh, that, that was written by Bono, of course. But the solo, I think is the star of the whole show, uh, the the whole song. And first, let me get to the, the part where I feel like why that song connects with me. It takes me back to our, uh, you know, uh, uh, street where we grew up because that is also similar in, in regards to, you know, some of the emotions that are described in the song where it's, he talks about, you know, violence, where he talks about fear, you know, yeah. There was a lot of fear on that uh, Shadman Doh number road. Yeah. Uh, that uh, I don't know what that road I think, sorry, it's uh, a Mohammad Ali Johar road, right? That's the road, right? That's the, the road on
1: yeah, the road, main road, I guess.
0: That's, that's our Cedarwood right? road. That's, yeah. That is our road. So it takes me back to that because it just, just because describes... Really that
1: song is also, it's almost like an, an... Well, not almost, an expat road, right? Because at the end of the song, is basically expressing what an expat would think. You know, I have left, but I haven't really left, so I can't really return to a place that I've never Exactly. Left. Exactly. Is, exactly.
0: Left. Exactly. And that
1: is that speaks to people who have left their countries, right? Like
0: us. Absolutely. It does. It does. But for me, it all in addition to that, it also speaks to the experiences that I had growing up on that road. You know, I remember bear mate, was you know, like I was scared living there so at times. The pair was And then it became normal. And there were good people living around. And then also that altercation Papa used to have with that Mazarwala guy across where we used to live.
1: And the robbery, of course.
0: And the robbery, of course, to top it all off that we almost went through. So yeah. there was a lot of like fear. But at the same time, there's so much. Uh, uh adoration that I Not really I a robbery home invasion actually home invasion yeah it was it was a home invasion that we went yeah. through but but still after all of those experiences you know there's that verse uh uh, uh you can't return to where you haven't yeah. you have never left right uh so what's up cheese like that emotion and then that that solo in the middle it's that it solo doesn't belong it, yeah, that solo doesn't belong anywhere in any song anywhere written in the world that solo belongs to that song so uh, I don't price. know. If, I don't know if you've listened to that uh, song exploder episode on a uh, um, uh, uh, show. Hai. Uh, it's a podcast, song exploder, where you two Bono and the Edge talk about how how they created this song. I don't know if you haven't listened to it, then you oh, must. Uh, so it's like fifteen minutes. They tell how did the Edge come up with that song, and Edge describes it himself. That I started and then it went from this. To this. Basically, they described the whole song. So um, uh, the whole whole beauty around it is also very, you know, mesmerizing to me where Ed just came up with that 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 main riff and then used, uh, uh, you know, Larry's drum loops to create that song and then created an exit. And then while he was playing it, Bono comes up with that ting, 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 that, that, that filler part in the middle. Uh, and then he used on,
1: very well in the middle of the solo as well with the oh, saint or a xylophone. Ha ha, exactly. During the solo,
0: yes. Exactly. So, uh, and then Bono describes that ke, that song had a feeling where he it, it was about rage. It was about rage, and 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 when he talked about rage, he went back to where he grew up. So he. That was a, an example of a song where they created the melody first and then lyrics yeah, lyric style, you know, usually yeah. like you come yeah, up with the lyrics yeah, exactly. and then you come up with the melody right afterwards. So, uh, you know, hands down Cedarwood Road for anybody who hasn't listened to that song. And the songs that we've discussed uh on, on over the course of this episode, do check it out. I think there's so much to talk about. I think I had a few more uh songs to cover, but we'll definitely find another time to to, to yeah, touch. We'll do those.
1: we'll do an addendum
0: to this. Addendum to this one as well. So um and another, you know, reason, reason number five billion of like mm. whatever number of reasons to listen to this band. To uh, this band. Uh and um, yeah, uh we'll be back with another one and um Take care, guys. Thank you so much. All right.